from the horse capital of the world, the great city of Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome to Red Barn Radio, celebrating the music and artists of this Kentucky region. Tonight on Red Barn Radio, it's the music of Brits and Soul. Have you seen that gal of mine? Been looking since the river hit ye high. This thing looks like it's nine years while I've never seen this in my life. Little dove perch way up there. Sitting on a limb without a care Will your fate touch the earth again? What sign bring you from the skies? Ebb and flow, and flood waters creep up
Red Barn Radio's official radio partner is WEKU, public radio for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at weku.fm. Red Barn Radio is supported by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. More information on what Lexington has to offer is at visitlex.com. Lex Arts, Lexington, Kentucky's Arts Council, creating a great American city inspired by the arts. Chef Greg Scott and Broussard's Delta Kitchen, featuring authentic flavors of New Orleans and the Mississippi Delta with live music every weekend. On Main Street in historic Georgetown, Kentucky, Broussard's is on Facebook. Listen locally, working in concert with people to embrace opportunities, listen locally and engage in shared experiences, including music, theater, poetry, dialogue, and conversation. More information on Facebook, Instagram, and listenlocally.net. Griffin Gate Resort and Spa, a luxury spa located in the Marriott in Lexington, Kentucky. And AccuPrint, providing printing, design, and fulfillment. Online at AccuPrint.us. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Red Barn Radio. I'm Renee Cobb. This is Red Barn Radio's 18th broadcast season, and tonight is Red Barn Radio's 672nd live concert performance. Tonight we have Grits and Soul, Noun, an American duo who fused roots country with southern soul and blues, Verb, Anna Klein, vocals and guitar, and John Looney on vocals, mandolin, and guitar. Adjective, hillbilly and R&B. So let's welcome Anna and John, Grits and Soul, to the Red Barn stage. your heart don't let her say cry I'll be right here for you by and by I won't say I told you so those three little words I long to hear were meant for another and fell long that fears if I can't have you darling will our time is coming soon these jailhouse walls don't mean a thing well they won't stop our love even though you don't love me well i swear what i did to god above it doesn't make me a criminal just a woman in I swear what I did to God 
a man, no, just a woman in love. Red Barn Radio's Brad Becker. Grits and Soul are uh, Anna Klein and John Looney. They're here tonight with us on Red Barn Radio. So, yeah, where are you living now? Mount Sterling, you right up the road. Oh, are. Sterling. All right. Uh, that's where I grew up. My family moved there from southwest Virginia, Grundy, Virginia, if anybody's Grundy. ever heard of that. <laughs> I don't think I have. It has one of the world's only two-story Walmarts. Huh? Two-story Walmart. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a good one. With a escalator, you can put a, I want to say, buggy. <laughs> it's a little bitty coal mine in town, and uh, they actually had this huge project where they had to actually move the river. Like, the river, like, run right through downtown, and they actually moved the river over. And it's so steep down there, like, they wanted a Walmart really bad. <laughs> they didn't have the land to build it. So they just went up. You have family, uh, John, in Mount Sterling? Yes, yeah. Okay, mom, dad? Yep. Okay. Yep. They live right down the street from me. Oh, how nice. My family owned a roof trust business. They've been in the construction business for many years. My granddad, my uncle, my dad. We all have a family business. Did you have sure. siblings, too? One brother. He lives here in Lexington. Well, while we're on you, John, would you mind winding back to the time when you first sort of uh, adopted music as something that you were good at? Sure. If I remember right, my brother is three years younger than me. We were already, like, getting into it, and I think it was a Christmas. I got a bass, and my brother got a guitar. So we were halfway there to a band anyway. We're talking about what age? I was 12. 12, nice. 12 years old. And What, uh, what guitar was it? Do you remember? It was a... It's a little like Squire Fender bass, oh, I believe. Right. I think it was white. I was like all in from day one. I was all in. <laughs> and uh, Zach was, he, he could play too. He went on to do other things. I absorbed his guitar maybe a year later. Ooh, so he had a bass and a guitar on hand. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And then I was off to the races.
as a young kid, your inspiration? I think I was telling Anna the other day, she is an encyclopedia of, well, of pop songs. Every pop song on the radio, she's like, oh, yeah, this song. No kidding. I have no idea, like, any, well, I don't think I knew about pop music until I was maybe 13. Like, because I just grew up as country radio, Uh country music on the radio. And I think the first thing I got crazy about was uh, Hank Williams Jr., (laughs) like Bo Cephas. You mean as a 12-year-old or 13? No, this was like as a 6-year-old or 4-year-old or something. It was your first concert, wasn't it? That's true. Dad took me to see Bo Cephas here at Rupp Arena. Uh, Tanya Tucker opened. I remember that. It was a wild time. I didn't know what was going on, but I knew that people were getting wild. You knew it was something good. It was something good, yeah. So Nirvana, Pearl Jam, all that was like starting. And I had MTV. I remember being at a friend's house and hearing, like, Led Zeppelin for the first time at, like, age 11 and freaking out about it. So that was kind of the first thing that, like, got me started. It was, like, Led Zeppelin and the Almond Brothers and Cream. The first thing that got you started was the country music. That's true. I mean, that's that's at the heart. Absolutely. That's at at the base, right? And then that's just what was like my first. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Your first kid thing was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Cool.
How about you? I come from a family of singers, and uh, so I grew up singing in church. So that's kind of like some of my first memories is singing and harmonizing. In your church, was it sort of traditional gospel music? Yeah, it was just traditional gospel and hymns and that sort of thing. From the hymnal. Right. And then my mom was a folk singer, and so that was a big influence on me because the first thing she, I think she bought me was um, like a double Beatles album or something. And so I started learning nice, harmonies yeah. that way, too. Mm. Your mom, as a folk singer, was, did she do that as a hobby, or was she actually a traveling, performing musician? She mainly just did it in Memphis, you know, just sang in all the coffee houses and stuff there. Um, as far as I know, she didn't really travel around much. It was just kind of a, a side hobby. And I know somebody there wanted to sign her to a label, but I don't think she wanted to do country music, which is what he wanted her to uh, sing, so she didn't go that, through with it. So that probably would have been during the 60s, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nice was, time for yeah. folk music. Yeah. Peter, Paul, and Mary, and, uh, you know, Joan did, Baez, and yeah. hitting all yeah. the high points. Okay, yeah. good, yeah. Now, we have a, a Scottish and Irish background, so that was something that kind of resonated with me. And then that's actually kind of the first stuff that I started to sing was Celtic music. A lot of acapella Celtic ballads and that kind of thing. And then I taught myself how to play the guitar and then just kind of went on from there. 
I mean, how can I turn that down? Okay. I'm getting over a little bit of the crud, so I'm having to stay hydrated. Kind friends and companions, come join me in rhyme. Come lift up your voices in chorus with mine. Come lift up your voices, all grief to refrain. For we may or might never all meet here again. What's so interesting in those sort of traditional vocals, there are those same elements that sort of follow what happens with a fiddle in oh, Celtic yes. music. Yeah. Is there a term for that when the, the fiddle does a sort of da 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 
Absolutely, yeah. I feel it's called playing a cut. A cut? Like a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These little triplets, they had interject into the melody, and it's just, that's like their little improvisation type thing. I love Celtic music. Does that kind of music end up sort of bleeding into some things that, yeah, that, that you all do, either in your last, vocal styling uh, or in your playing? Yeah, that last tune's probably the most kind of started off of that kind of Celtic yeah, uh, definitely. starting point. I guess my instrumental tune has a bit of that. Yeah, yeah, as do all sort of fiddle sure, tunes. Sure, exactly. Right? I was about to say, yeah, with bluegrass and old time, and yeah. it's not that far of a, a hop, yeah. you know, to, to Celtic music in the motherland. Coming up, more Red Barn Radio with Grits and Soul. Recorded live from the Arts Place Performance Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. We're back with more from Grits and Soul after this break. This is Red Barn Radio. back. Tonight, we're with Grits and Soul, recorded live from the Arts Place Performance Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. This is Red Barn Radio. Didn't mean 
nice writer. You seem to really draw from tradition. And Anna, it sounds like you had really a, a neat, rich educational experience professionally, you know, learning about the music business and then working for this cool record company. Yeah. Did you say they did Mr. Big Stuff? Yeah. Yeah, they recorded Gene Knight's Mr. Big Stuff originally and tried to shop it to Stax and Stax didn't want it. So they released it, it on the Malico label. And then it hit, like, number nine on the charts, and Stax was like, oh, well, I guess. So the <laughs> we'll one most of us are all. familiar with was probably the remake, right? The, the second mm-hmm. round, or, or no? I or was it? so. No, okay. I think they bought it directly from them. Tell us about some things that you learned in the course of your you know, formal education that have served you well as a performing artist and as, as a, a writer. I've spent four years working in copyright and licensing because I was working for the director of business affairs and he was in charge of all the royalties, negotiating contracts, all that stuff. So I was working on contracts for television and film and print and everything. I mean, I went to school, but then I, I didn't graduate because I wanted to go out, like get real life experience and stuff. And this just kind of popped up and I was like, I'm going to go do this. It's just so funny. I mean, you can learn stuff in school, but until you actually go and do it, it just helps, you know, to be able to practically apply everything. So, you know, I took tour management classes and I took, I mean, all kinds of stuff that I feel like prepared me, but ultimately like actually working and doing it at a real label. You know, I got to be a fly on the wall for recording sessions. And, you know, like in the 80s, Malico bought uh, Muscle Shoals Sound from David Hood and Jimmy Johnson. So they got all that huge publishing catalog. They had Apollo Records and, I mean, all sorts of gospel. I mean, there's so much. That, to me, I don't know, was... It's extremely just, valuable. Yeah, it sounds like there's yeah. just so much. Yeah, there yeah, is. What a great learning experience. How, yeah. how cool is that? Standing, a mama standing with a mighty heavy load. Oh, standing, mama standing at what you might call a crossroad. Oh, man's past. 
time rock and roll George Jackson I think it's from Greenville Mississippi he's he's deceased now but um you know he would wander the halls at Malico and come in and get some spending money every week and (laughs) he lived quite a life and he wrote other hits too but old time rock and roll was his bread and butter Bob the Bob Seger yeah 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 he was such a great guy John, you and your guitaring, you worked on instruments. Did you work on instruments down south? I did, yeah. Okay, yeah. Tell us about that. I guess when I got out of high school, I went to a Luthery school to learn repair. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I never thought you could make money playing these things. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Still can't. But anyway, it's not around anymore. On hindsight, I wish I went to the other one. But I did learn some <laughs> things there, and then actually the first place... I started kind of working after that was at Chuck's Music over on Southland. Do you remember Chuck's? Oh, I do. Chuck Moreland. Oh, wow. Yeah, the, were they, when they were next to the vacuum store? Exactly. Okay, yeah, next okay. to the vacuum <laughs> store. That's right. Yeah, Chuck's a great guy. I learned a lot just being in there. I've just been messing with these things for forever, seems like now. But yeah, I was working in the store in Mississippi doing repairs, selling guitars. That's how we met, but... um I can do a lot of things, but not. I can. I can also not do a lot of things. Like if somebody came to you with an old guitar, I actually have a big that? plan. I have an old parlor guitar that I've had for probably 15 years that I bought for like 20 bucks somewhere. It's actually good wood, but the neck is all screwed up. And I have a big plan because Anna just bought a steamer 
the steam closed, uh-huh. and I got home and I saw that. And I'm like, I can reset a neck now. <laughs> <laughs>
your time in Asheville. It sounds like yeah. it was just really rich and like you yeah. learned so much. It's a great musical community. It really um, is. Yeah. So why did you leave a place you love so much? Well, we've been there for almost five years. We played all the time. We played at the Biltmore House twice a month for four years, yeah. almost. Yeah. And I played this weekly gig Ooh. on Wednesday nights in Highlands, North Carolina. Actually, you know the band Balsam Range? You ever heard of the bluegrass band? Darren, mandolin player from that band. We, we used to drive up there, and my old buddy Dakota, the bass player. And it was like a treacherous drive up, but we had a lot of fun, and I called it like bluegrass boot camp. Is that how both of you, in some ways, when you look back, is, do you see Asheville as kind of, for the two of you, a boot camp? It's really cool down there because you can play every night. Well, I can't tell how many times you done go home and cross my mind the last time I spoke. I hurt you so you asked me to leave 
have you been down there in Whitesburg recording? No, not yet. I still have probably about four or five songs to finish, and then I've got some other ideas too. And I don't know. We want to have some thing like some choices. Yeah. And so I want to have enough to where you know we can really choose kind of carefully what what we decide to record and everything. Way to go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. But so yeah, I've but been. Yeah, Kenny Miles is also great. Yeah, you know, he's, he's great. His band Wayne awesome. Graham is like oh, yeah. my favorite, like Look one of my up. favorite. No kidding, bands. same with me. Yeah, they were on here, and yeah. and I was just, you know, I was blown just, away. I was blown away, I just know. the same way I'm blown away tonight by you guys. You guys are so so good, and we are just really glad that you guys could be with us. This part of your program is really amazing. You know, the acoustic and the electric, and it, I know it takes tons of skill and finesse on the electric to make that work. And I started playing with John R. Miller a couple years ago and I started listening to his album like oh there's a lot of pedal steel and a lot of other things on here too so I was like I thought it'd be cool if I could pull off playing mandolin and electric guitar in his band so that's what I've been doing and it's it's been a a great learning experience like to thank Anna and John, that's Grits and Soul, for being with us this evening. We also thank our volunteers for their help with our production each week. We give a very special thanks to Becky Alfrey, who's in the audience tonight, for her work with our social media and the photography of Nick Lazaroff. Thank you all for listening to our webcast, watching us on YouTube Live, and those listening to us on the Red Barn Network of Stations. Thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, Public Radio for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at weku.fm. It's your chance to hear more great live Kentucky music from Red Barn Radio and WEKU. And we also thank the members of our studio audience for supporting the mission of Red Barn Radio, which strives to present, promote, and preserve the rich musical tradition and artists of this Kentucky region. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Arts Place Performance Hall in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. 
Our website has updates and further information on our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com. Tickets for Red Barn Radio are available at eventbrite.com, Lexington. Once again, please give it up for Grits and Soul here on the Red Barn stage.
Ricky. Red Barn Radio would like to thank Anna Klein and John Looney, grits and soul, for being with us tonight. Red Barn Radio's official radio partner is WEKU, public radio for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.FM. Thanks also to Chef Greg Scott and Broussard's Delta Kitchen, featuring authentic flavors of New Orleans and the Mississippi Delta with live music every weekend on Main Street in historic Georgetown, Kentucky. Broussard's is on Facebook. Listen locally. Working in concert with people to embrace opportunities, listen locally and engage in shared experiences, including music, theater, poetry, dialogue, and conversation. More on Facebook, Instagram, and listenlocally.net. The Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is the ideal choice for your next visit to Lexington, Kentucky. AccuPrint, providing printing, design, and fulfillment. Online at AccuPrint.us. Support for Red Barn Radio also comes from LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's Arts Council, creating a great American city inspired by the arts. And Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. More information on what Lexington has to offer is at visitlex.com. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. Associate producer and booking manager is Warren Cobb. The music for this episode was mixed by Adam Schettinger. The Red Barn Radio playout theme, Wookie Foot, was taken from a live performance of The Wooks here on Red Barn Radio. WookoutAmerica.com. You can attend a Red Barn Radio concert in person. Performance times and dates are at RedBarnRadio.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be here on this station next week at the same time as we celebrate the music and artists of this Kentucky region. I'm the voice of Red Barn Radio, Tom Brown. Red Barn Radio is a production of Red Barn Radio, LLC.